today on Radio Italiano. David Madrid tells you how to be Italian. Plus Italian news, food, music and events. Coming right up on the Italian radio show. and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. We're very, very pleased to be here with you today. My name is Tony Lestella. I'm your host with a lovely Marzia Caputo from Vincenza, Italy. Marzia, my co-host, how you doing? Ciao, ciao, Tony. I'm doing great, like always. Always happy to be here. <laughs> Folks, if you're listening to us live on the radio, you're probably hearing us down here in Palm Springs on KMET 1490 AM out of the beautiful, beautiful Palm Springs area, the ABC Radio Network. But you might be hearing us across the country because we have many different affiliate stations. Some of these are affiliates of ABC. Some of them are non-ABC affiliates. Wherever you're listening to us, we love to have you listen. We love all of our listeners. We also, of course, stream the show live, so you may be at our website, wcir.biz, where you can stream today's show live, or you can hear any of our past shows the past six years in our archives. And as soon as we're done with today's show, that goes over the archives there, too, so you can share with your friends, your family, all over the world. And we have listeners in all over the, you know, the, the globe. We have, I think we're in six countries, people listen to us, plus uh, across the United States, we're in about 20 different states that people uh, pick up our show, our signal. So we're just very thankful for all of our listeners. We love you wherever you are across the country. Uh, you know, Marcia, today we're doing a very special show. Mm-hmm. I know. Today's show is on how to be Italian, okay? I have so many people out there. Um, and, you know, i, I got to be honest with you. We have a lot of Italian and Italian-American listeners, but we also have a lot of people who are not Italian, that love the Italian culture, that, uh, you know, love everything about about being Italian. Uh, Some of these people go to Italy almost every year. And, you know, they always have a lot of questions, you know, about, you know, what it is to be a real Italian, uh, you know, what we do, what we eat, what we wear, uh, what we drive, and so on and so forth. So, you know, the guy that do this is David Madrid, who is our founder, our creator. He's going to be joining us a little bit later on coming back kind of making one of his rare appearances throughout the year with us. And he'll be talking with us more and more about being Italian. But first of all, Marcia, I think we got to do Italian news, okay? Right. And these are legitimate news stories, folks. We get these from all over the planet. Uh, some of these are right out of Italy. Some of these are Italian-Americans. Uh, some of them come from other parts of the globe. But all these news stories are accurate. I tell you, when it comes to Italian news, quite frankly, the facts are are oftentimes more entertaining than fiction. So our first one comes from the Associated Press. 
Uh, this came out a couple of weeks ago, May 6, 2021. The Vatican uh, has a special conference that's going on that's featuring Dr. Fauci, Pope Francis, and, believe it or not, members of Aerosmith. Okay? Now, that's a hell of a combination if you think about this, okay? Really? <laughs> really contrast. I mean, you got the Pope? You got Dr. Fauci and you got Aerosmith, okay? I know. Uh, so basically, uh, the CEOs of Pfizer and Moderna, who are the two, you know, big mm-hmm. companies that made the vaccines for COVID, they're, they're having this big uh, convention there, this big conference in Vatican City. They're joining cardinals, academics, uh, and, and musicians, and they're doing a whole conference about global health and basically how Science combines with spirituality, which is what I've always thought. Science and spirituality come together to, uh, you know, answer a lot of questions, address a lot of issues about people's health, okay? And, you know, I've always uh, personally had the view that um, science is catching up to God. I mean, you know, God created everything. At least this is what you believe if you're uh, an Italian Roman Catholic, as most of us who are Italians are. Um, but, you know, the, the science is basically catching up to God. And so a lot of these scientists who once were atheists are realizing that maybe they don't know as much as they thought they knew. And maybe there's something about this God thing, and they're slowly catching up to what God has put out there, okay? Yeah, because you have to remember, the religion and uh, science, they always divide each other really bad. You know what I mean? Right, right. Okay. I'm sure a lot of doctors say they didn't have the answer for a lot of things. And they even say that by themselves, say like, oh, this is a miracle. Hey, that is a religious yeah, yeah. Well, now it's all coming together. Now it's coming together. Now, you know, Pope Francis is encouraging this, the medical community, seeing right. how uh, spirituality and science are really can work together. They can, and, and there's ways where if you can explain it where they really don't contradict each other, they really work together, even stuff like the creation, okay? So anyway, this was a three-day conference, um, included an audience with Pope Francis, Dr. Anthony Fauci, of course, who leads the U.S. Uh, pandemic response. Uh, he was the opening speaker at the meeting, talking about how faith and science are constantly evolving to work together and bringing out the point that scientists have to humble themselves uh, to basically admit they don't have all the answers and you know, and, and, and that there's a lot of things that, that they still have to learn from God and from religion. Uh, and included in this conference was the Aerosmith guitarist, Joe Perry. I love Joe Perry. One of my favorite yeah. rock and roll guitarists. Uh, hey, wait. One of my favorite bands. And he is Cindy Crofter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And soprano, soprano Renee Fleming. So uh, mm-hmm. the, the music part of this, where they're talking about how music is used, uh, in, in their case, to treat patients who have cardiac issues. But in my opinion, music is so healing, you can use it for any number of, uh, of medical conditions. And then right. they had, of course, supermodel Cindy Crawford, like you said. Now, I mean, if Cindy Crawford walked into my hospital room, that would give me a lot of incentive to get better right there. I mean, come on. You know? <laughs> but she's talking about, and to her credit, you know, beauty from the inside out. So that's a pretty cool thing. So, um, you know, this sounds like this is an annual conference you're going to keep doing, and God bless them for doing it. Sounds like a great thing. Uh, looking forward to hearing more about these type of things. And that's really like, it's young, it's really young pop, this one. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, he has some great ideas. 
You know, he's very open-minded, some great ideas. I know that some of the more conservative members uh, in, 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 across the globe in the Catholic Church have kind of had issues with it. But, you know, come on, we're in the 20th century. you got to get on board and kind of, you know, go along here, okay? So now, you know, we have, of course, if you're talking about how to be Italian, inevitably the subject of the mafia is going to come up, you know, uh, we have so, so much of this in pop culture, uh, so much stereotypical stuff coming out of Hollywood about the mafia and this and that. So, you know, we kind of have to address it because, yes, it is in our background. But, no, it does not represent the majority of Italians or Italian-American people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to give, the, the, as you said, the devil is due, since we gave the first part of our news here to the, the, uh, the Pope and the Vatican, our second news story uh, came out April 16th this year. It came out on a thing called live.com. And they talk about the inside, you, you get to go inside a secret mafia initiation ritual that happened in a Staten Island basement. Okay. So we've all seen things on TV. We, we've all heard things about becoming a made man. You know, you become made in the mafia, right? What does that mean? So. The Lucese crime family, they're a very, very strong crime family here in the United States, okay? They still continue to hold these clandestine type of initiation rituals. They have numerous members of the mob throughout the New York area. There was one guy that basically recently became a mob snitch. He essentially went into the witness protection, one of their own, as we hear often happens in this uh, industry, of course. Uh, his name was uh, Penisi. So Penisi was testifying in a trial, uh, you know, against uh, the mob and some of the members. And he was talking about how each of these crews, we hear of the, the mob is made up of these different crews, okay, these small groups that control certain areas of, uh, of a city, okay. Each crew is made up of about seven or eight people, and each crew is controlled by a, uh, a captain, okay. So basically... Penisi, when he was giving his testimony, was talking about how he was initiated into the mafia, how he became a made man by a member of one of these crews, okay? So he starts off by telling you he was taken to a basement of a house, apparently on uh, his wife's birthday. He said when he got there, there on the table in front of him, there was a gun, there was a knife, then there was a picture of a saint, there was an ashtray, a lighter, and a diabetic needle uh, that you would normally use, like, to check your blood, okay? Because remember, wait, the mafia people, they're really religious people. Oh, okay? they're very religious. Trust <laughs> me, they're very religious. I mean, you know, yeah, despite the fact that they're all, you know, these terrible killers, okay? So the boss then uh, asks you, which is your, your, your finger trigger, okay, that the, the you would use if you're firing a gun, okay? So the guy sitting next to you then basically takes that finger, and he puts the needle in it. He gets, you know, several drops of your blood out, okay? Then they put the blood on top of the picture of the saint. Okay. They light the picture on fire. They put it in your hands until you're supposed to rub it back and forth while it's on fire, okay? And you have to repeat the oath. And the oath goes something like this. If I betray any member of the family, may my soul burn like the saint is burning, okay? And basically, when you finish... You're a made man. You're untouchable. That's what it's about, okay? No, oh, they're more scared about to be burned. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. I was thinking the same thing. To be killed from the 
<laughs> the mafia. Well, there you go. If that doesn't kill you, I'm sure, certainly something else in the mafia will, as typically is the case. Well, anyway, folks, that is your news for the day. We're going to be right back after this short break with a special word from our sponsors. And then we got my favorite part of the show coming up, which is the food segment. We're Italian. We love to eat. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. That's how it goes. And Joe, I know you're getting anxious to close. Thanks for the cheer. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers! 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com Dicite in cielo sta compagna vostra Che già ha perduto suore Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk radio network. Well, so you know, now, Marcia, because of today's show being all about how, you know, we're, we're telling people how to be Italian, basically. Right. Um, we had to bring back Mr. Italian-American himself, the guy who wrote the book uh, telling people how to be Italian, Mr. David Madrid, our creator of this, you know, the guy that uh, started this whole thing years ago, the creator of the Italian radio show. David, welcome back. And, of course, this is our food segment. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing real good, Tony. Uh, so, um, and we're going to talk about food. Is that what you just? Oh well, yeah, we're going to talk about. Let's let's take a couple of minutes. Let's talk about you know, um, since we're telling people how to be Italian, you know, the the whole thing is making a basic red sauce. Whether you know you come from the East Coast, the West Coast, whether you call it sauce or gravy, there is a way. I mean, even in Italy, we, you call it zugo, okay? There's a way you make a basic red sauce. It doesn't have to be over the top. I remember our Italian exchange student when he would be here. He'd make something and he'd whip it up and it'd be done in 30 minutes. It was very, very tasty. 
you know, basic ingredients, you have to have the right basic ingredients. You can't overdo it. You don't want to, you know, put too much stuff in, especially you don't want to put too much garlic in. So, Marcia, I'm going to start with you. Tell us how to make a basic zugo. Oh, you started with me. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's simple. What we do, we use onion. You can use that too, your flavor. You can use garlic and put a saute with some oil and let it soft the onion. And then you can add the sugo and you can add whatever you want. The sugo is the tomatoes. Tomato. Yes. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like to use sugo. That's the one. You can put spicy in it and it can add, uh, let's see, some people like to put some leaves of basil. You know what I mean? My mom liked that too. I like the basil. But you basically and, keep it simple and you what, how long you cook it for? Plain sugo. How long you cook it for? Oh, until I think 20 minutes to got, to give really good flavor. Yeah. No, it's uh, depend on tomato, how acid it is. It maybe take longer. And so it's basically, there's no meat. I mean, it's something you can add meat to, but if you don't want it, if you're a vegetarian, you can eat it, and you put it over different types of pasta, right? Yeah, and then, like I say, sugo pomodoro, you can, like, some places they use garlic, other places they don't like to use the garlic. So it's right, your, right. You know, what you choose. But. Okay, David, so, you know, the Italian-American, well, you, you are a great cook. I've enjoyed yes. so many wonderful yes. meals at your house. What's the Italian-American way to make a basic red sauce? You can say, okay, I'm going to teach you how to be an Italian. What would you do? The way you both just described it is a way that you made a quick sauce. Quick yeah, sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Sugo. And so, uh, and, and, and uh, that's for like a quick meal. Yeah. Right, right. And you asked her how she would, how long she would cook it, 20, 30 minutes. And so when she said sugo and then pomodoro, that's. Mm-hmm. A tomato sauce. Yeah, exactly. What kind of tomato sauce you use is very, very important. And when you saute all the things that uh, that uh, Marcia was talking about, it's got to have pretty good timing. And then you boil the pasta to al dente, and then you throw it in the pan for these quick sauces. Yeah, then yeah. you throw it in the pan with a little bit of water from the pasta, and you stir, 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 and you bring all the pasta noodles and the sauces and the water and all those things together, a little salt, a little pepper. And when you say throw the garlic in, I like to saute the garlic separately in a small pan. Right. And then grab it in the olive oil and then pour it in when you do add the, the sauce. Yeah, so yeah. Thank for a quick one. The way that I normally cook any kind of sauce is with, I, I start with large uh, pork ribs, depending on how much I'm going to make, three or four of them, and I saute them in the pan in olive oil on a very, between low and medium heat. Right. For 30 minutes, and I pull all the juices out of that, and then... I'll, I, I rarely use garlic in this particular sauce ever, and, and, and that's not to say you can't. It's just something I prefer not to do. Pork, yes, is already enough flavor by itself. Yes, and so then I'm going to put in a very a, a chopped tomatoes, and then I'm going to put a puree in. Mm-hmm. Just let that meat in that stuff soak until it's just all absorbed into that meat, and then I'm going to add the the sauteed garlic. I'm going to put the Italian seasoning in, salt and pepper, red pepper flakes. I also drop in a can. Uh, you get it at any of your markets in the in the Hispanic department. They sell a can of tomato sauce 
that's kicked up a little bit. And it's a small can, so I add one of those. Mm -hmm. And then I continue, and then usually, right when the, the sauce has been cooking for about an hour, I'll drop in some whole tomatoes and a, a, a whole, the whole tomato uh, in the can, of course. You know, okay. the salmon Right, right, yeah. Boom, I'll drop those in. And then I like to drop in three or four hot Italian sausage. Then I'll only brown and then drop them in. And I know your sauce is fantastic. I mean, I have been at your house. I have never eaten this sauce because I, I smelled the sauce cooking, and it was just fantastic. <laughs> so fantastic, we call it you know. sugo a la carne. Yeah. And I know your sauce is a little more elaborate. It takes, like, hours okay. to really make it, make it well. So, I mean, you can make it both ways. I remember my Italian grandmother when I was a kid start getting up in the wee hours of the morning Cooking the sauce, we would wake up about eight o'clock, and you smell it on the stove, and oh my god, you go nuts! Can't wait for lunch, you know. So another thing you can do, which is a lot of fun, is that while you're making that sauce and it starts to kind of boil, not you know, just slowly simmering, uh, I like to drop in my meatballs sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah. A lot of people don't like to do it raw because you know they buy into all this stuff. I don't believe. Nice. No, You're I right. Drop them in raw, and what a flavor that adds to it. Of course, if you've got a meatball with pork, beef, and veal, and then all the different things from garlic to yeah, yeah, and everything else, and you drop those in, you know, and all seasoned up. I mean, that kicks it right up. So now I got sausage in it. I got meatballs in it. I got pork in it. I've got full tomatoes. I've got cut tomatoes. I got tomato sauce. And a boatload of seasoning, and uh, you just cook the taste. But well, there you go, folks. That's our food segment for today. Teach you how to be a real Italian. You gotta learn how to make the red sauce. Okay, you know, for our artist of the week, in your honor, David, we're gonna do uh, Lou Monti, and I know this is a very, very famous artist uh, for Italian Americans. So, why was Lou Monti? I mean, what made him so special for Italian Americans? Well, because he was a neighborhood-type singer, that's why. He came right out of the old Italian neighborhood, Italian-American neighborhoods, you know, obviously from probably you know, Brooklyn, New Jersey, or whatever that area, or from any little Italy or Italian community. So that just brought, you know, the, everything surrounded the church, which was the neighborhood, and then the Italian music, and Lou Monti made it fun and festive. And so he was very important, and he, he brought it down to a, for lack of better words, a blue-collar type. Yeah, so the, know, the, 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 every man could enjoy it. Every Everybody man, could yeah. Enjoy it. If yeah. they were sitting at home, it would be, you know, be, you know, Jella Luna or whatever, yeah. and then Crazy Mary, got to get, you know, whatever. And the nice thing about it is, is everybody knew the words, and so if you were sitting home by yourself, you can feel good. Or if you were sitting with some other folks, you know, at, at, at a party or a festival, you know, it was just Lumani stuff was happy. Absolutely. Now, well, here is our Lumante happy mix, Italian-American, uh, in honor of your being back with us on the show here, David. <laughs> Buonasera, io te me. Tenemo la fondamento. Sotto bashamen de meglio gadi va trova. 
Cause no me van gueta, ne va chivna tarantel, para tarantel of bell. Come on, I sit on the Yotta City Hall. And what a moving yarn. Peppina, oh, you little mouse, so won't you go away? Find yourself another house to run around and play. You scare my girl, you eat my cheese, you even drink my wine. I tried so hard to catch you, but you trick me all the time. He's the sheriff, I Drag on the ground. He's the new sensation in the nation. Pizza Boy USA. He's the flying saucer innovation. Pizza Boy USA. He's getting ready now. Listen to that crowd. He's a Pizza Boy USA. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. We are 
are back with the Italian radio show on ABC News Talk Radio, KMET 1490 Palm Springs, or you're listening to us around the country at our affiliate stations or perhaps live on our stream online. David Madrid uh, is here with us. Uh, David, you created the show many, many years ago. Uh, and we're so pleased to have you back. And I know the premise when we started this show back in those days was that everybody wants to be Italian. Uh, and so, you know, for many people out there who would still re- really want to be Italian, we have you here today to tell us, uh, give people a lesson of what they got to do to be Italian. I have uh, a couple of ways of helping them. Uh, I have uh, some music that they that I produce that they can play at night. <laughs> you produced, okay. <laughs> and other thing is, for those that actually can handle it, I have a pill that they can take uh, three times a day. And what will happen <laughs> is they will start to grow a thicker beard and... And then they'll start to talk a little differently, especially with their hands. But, you know, in all seriousness, these pills are very expensive. (laughs) Of course they are. And uh, But they're guaranteed to make you become an Italian. The other way to do it is very spiritual. Uh uh, And that would mean that I would either, A, have to come to their church, uh, to their home, uh, preferably a bedroom, because you, need that, you know, you need that spiritual type of uh, deal. Because I can actually perform a baptism. That's and right. You would baptize them to be Italian. Baptize them as an Italian. The other thing is, is that they have some kind of generational crap from all their family that they need to get rid of. I can perform an Italian exorcist. And I can get all that garbage out of those people and then make them pure little Italians. So, um, but besides that. <laughs> what happened to you if you're making them pure little Italians? <laughs> <laughs> the other what's way. Your, what's is, your excuse? <laughs> you have to be able to think Italian. Now, there's two ways of thinking Italian. Go to Italy. Hang out, preferably in the southern part of Italy. And get a feel for the real people. And then you'll start to gather what it's like. And I will tell you, thinking Italian, I've spent the last six years with Marzia, and it scares me if I was going to be thinking Italian. You know? but we can get you over that. And the other part is, is that you can be a, an Italian-American. They're two different people. Okay? Right, right. We yeah. were brought up in America. They were brought up in various parts of Italy. We all have our own way of thinking, okay? So are we Italian? You know, by the blood we're Italian, but by how we were brought up, it's a whole completely different thing. So when someone says to you, oh, my gosh, I was at this restaurant, and it sure wasn't Italian. Well, you know why? You're not in Italy. (laughs) It's a real simple deal. Everything is different. No matter how much we bring everything over here, it's always got, it's an American twist on it. Doesn't make the Americans bad, and it sure as hell doesn't make the people from Italy bad. So when you hear all this, oh, that's not what they do in Italy. Well, we're not there. So the best thing to do is, is, is think really 
fun thoughts. Think festive thoughts. Then think about passion. Think about love. And think about food and try to mix it all together. And you're going to be rocking with some Italian. <laughs> well, now you grew up in an Italian-American uh, family, as did I. And Marcia, of course, your family, uh, you know, you, you're right from Italy there in Vincenza. So, I mean, one thing we all have in common, which we remember, I think, from our earliest times in our life is food. Food, right? The thing that I remember when the earliest memories of uh, of being an Italian American mm. growing up, you know, being Italian is f- number one food. Like I said, we would wake up in the morning, we'd smell our grandmother. She'd been cooking food, you know, for the last few hours. You smell, you can hardly wait to eat. And then, you know, at supper time every Sunday, you get about 50 relatives to come over, and it's like organized chaos. It's like this level of volume in the house because everybody's talking at the top of their lungs. Everybody's very animated with their hands and their expressions. I mean, that's what I remember. What about you, David? Well, uh, again, yeah, you're right uh, on the Sunday dinner. And the other thing is, is the, the love that some of our relatives showed to the children with a wooden spoon and various belt straps and uh, things that we just don't do today that we should bring back and straighten this country. <laughs> but uh, yeah, brooms. This is obviously a politically not correct show. <laughs> and Jabasta, it's Wooden spoons were broken many, many times. That was a, it, and it didn't matter if it was your mom, your dad, for that matter, an uncle, an aunt, a nona. It didn't matter. There was no rules. And you can see how it really helped me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're very impressed. <laughs> so, But uh, being brought up in Italian, you know, you said the food. But, um, you know, they're, it's, they're, the Italians are so emotional. And, uh, you know, we can cry at the drop of a hat over a graduation, a first communion, uh, it, it's the, the passion that flows out of an Italian for love of either one another, or obviously a family member. Yeah. It's yeah. beyond measure in terms of, and I'm sure every culture has that, but uh, it's really strong in, in the Italian community and the camp, Italian family. And uh, that's what really makes you feel good about being an Italian, knowing that even though you probably don't deserve love, you get a heck of a lot of it. Somehow, yes. One of the things that to me uh, is really, um, I guess, uh, I I don't want to use the word that it makes me irritated, I guess, with some of the younger generation of of today, uh, you know, when you, you look at these kids around the world and they're trying to emulate being Italians you know, like in their music videos or in the rap guys and stuff. And they got this whole Godfather thing going on, you know, you know how they're trying to act and dress with the sunglasses and the fedoras. But they haven't had the slightest idea of how really Italians dress. I mean, you know, Italians are well-dressed people. I mean, um, just, go to, just go to Milan. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look. Capital of the world. <laughs> the one thing I do remember from very young age and all my is and Frank Sinatra said it perfectly. You can never be 
too overdressed, okay? I mean, David, you always dress well. When you go out, you have your suits handmade there for Franco. I get my suits from Franco. Marcy, you always look like a million bucks. What is it today? Why can't these people get that? I don't understand that. Because they don't know. No one's ever taught them that it's, you know, better to to look sharp and be sharp, which, which shows respect to everybody. Yeah. And to wear the little uh, running suits with the chains hanging down. Again, trying to emulate someone. And unfortunately, they're picking the wrong person to emulate. Yeah, you know? no, I know, I know. Hey, we come back about discipline. Again, the mama, he used the wood spoon. We are joking around about that, but it's reality. That's how you grow up. Your parents, you knew they have a high respect and you don't want to disappoint them. So you really make sure you do exactly what they tell you. Now, you can play around, but still, you knew they'd get in trouble because they would get upset with you. Now, it doesn't have that anymore. I think a lot of parents try to be like more soft. So that make it different with those kids. Well, oh. you know, the one thing I've I've noticed with you, David, for as long as I've known you, and even the pictures that I've seen uh, from you when you were younger, even when you're casually uh, dressed, you're always looking good. I mean, you know, that's one thing with Italians. They even in our casual attire, you know, we take pride in, it. and I think that's one thing. If if we're teaching people how to be Italian, you got to start with how you dress. You know, it's very very important. When you say. Absolutely. Uh, and the fact that you don't have to have the best clothes from Milan. No. But you gotta have clean clothes. Just keep them clean, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so, and, and, and Italians just always, you know, I can remember aunts, uncles, moms, dads, whatever saying, you're not going out the house looking like that. Right. Oh, not- yeah. Yeah, that shirt better be clean. And, uh, you know, I remember they always said, make sure you change your underwear. You never know if you have to go to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a different context, but we'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) I always got to be clean. So in any event, uh, trying to emulate an Italian is like a restaurant called Olive Garden being Italian. You know, it's just, it's a tough deal to, to, to do. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of Americans around the country that have never been exposed to real Italian or Italian-American culture will think, oh, that's great Italian food. I mean, you know, until they, they know the difference. And it's like anything, you know. Well, so, if they haven't ever t- tasted good Italian food and they try Burger King and Olive Garden, it's all the same to them. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter, you know. And, and so if they go to Burger King, they're going, my gosh, this is the greatest hamburger I've ever had. This is the way a hamburger is supposed to be made. They go to Olive Garden, and they have stale breadsticks. They go, this is Italian, you know. So uh, yeah. I'm not making fun of that. That's just the way it is. I've seen uh, demonstrations where they've given people some of the very – given Italian grandmas – Italian grannies lined up. They've given them Italian-American meals. And I think they're going to choke these women when they eat some of this stuff. <laughs> these poor old ladies. I saw that. It's and they're like, do, do you people actually eat this stuff? <laughs> and that's the reason that um, 
We have so many doctors out there now because we're putting so much crap in the food that uh, you can call it Italian, you can call it Hungarian, you can call it Chinese, but it's all killing you. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. David Madrid, our creator, back telling us all, reminding us what we're all about, how to be Italian, and, you know, the things that are really dear to the Italian people, Italian culture, whether you're from Italy directly, whether you're Italian-American. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Don't go away. E tu dici parto a Dio, ta lontare da stu core, da sta terra dell'amore. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. If I seem too scintillate, it's because I've got a date. A date with a package of all the things that come with love You don't have to ask me I won't waste your time But if you should ask me Why I feel sublime Dance! Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. 
Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk radio network. All right, so now we're going to do our uh, Italian-American words today. Marcia, normally you get to do you know the Italian phrases, but this, David and I wanted to do something special for you today by okay. you know teaching you some uh, words that are come from the Italian-American culture that have completely different meanings for us than they do anybody else, okay? So okay. Uh, let's start with uh, the definition of conversation, okay? So normally, you know, in, uh, in normal people would say uh, conversation are words between two or more people. If you come from an Italian-American family, uh, usually a conversation means it's one part yelling, three parts hand gestures, okay? So I don't know. What, what do you think, Dave? Well, I think it's kind of uh, disrespectful because you forgot to say that nobody listens to anyone else and everybody all talks at the same time. That's right. Then they get more upset with the fact that no one was listening to them and the louder, and so it gets louder. One of the things I appreciate about a good Italian that's mean, not a nice Italian, boy, can they scream. So <laughs> they're not getting heard, uh, and their blood starts to boil, their juggler brains start to pop out, and they just start screaming. But they don't mean like they're mad at you. That's the only way they mentally can get a point across. They well, that goes it. with our second phrase, indoor voice. Okay, in in the Italian American uh, dictionary, there's no such word as indoor voice. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. Okay, so another thing that's different for Italian Americans is the word grandmother. Okay, a grandmother for an Italian American is basically someone you go to and she wants to make sure you're never ever hungry, and she's responsible for you at least gaining five pounds every time you see her. Right. Absolutely. Yes, there's no question about it. You've heard the phrase that Grandma goes, "Hey, are you hungry? You know, you look hungry." No, Grandma, I gotta go. There's nothing to eat. Okay, I'll make you pasta. Exactly, exactly. Uh, my grandma used to say, "Eh, sempre chupata." You know what I mean, chupata? You look so skinny. You lost some pot. Come here, I gotta feed you. We can't. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the they, next, say like, they say something like this. Let me feed you. No, I really, I gotta go. Oh, what if I may, I never see you again? That means, uh, <laughs> what if I die? What yeah. And, that, and that's where you put on the weight. I remember my grandmother doing this to me. Oh, you've only had three plates. You know, you don't like my cooking. And so you feel guilty. You start eating more, you know? Gosh. Okay. Another word, uh, that exists a little bit differently in our culture than in, you know, general society is when you talk about the mob. So, to, you know, people who are not Italian, the mob typically means a secret organization of criminals, basically, right? If you're an Italian-American, uh, at least from the, the place that I grew up in, it means it, it's your uncles who show up at weddings and funerals. They're wearing $1,200 Armani suits, driving brand-new Cadillacs, claiming they work as garbage men. So, claiming they work as garbage men? Yeah, they all claim that they were a garbage man. You know, they show up. I remember my Uncle Joe when I was a kid, you know. So, you know, what do you do? I'm have. a garbage man. Here, take this 20 and shut up, you know. 
Probably. Well, let's move on here to the word funeral. So oh, funeral for an Italian American, uh, it means it's a party where you get to excessively eat while you remember somebody uh, who's passed away. Well, the, the thing about an Italian funeral a lot of times is, is that everybody acts so sad. Everybody's wearing black, they're crying. And then you get in the corner and they go, you know, I hated that son of a biscuit. <laughs> you remember the time he did that, da, 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 da. I'm glad to see him go. <laughs> I remember, I, you know, I, I, I've seen that lately when people have passed away, uh, you know, in the, in the Italian community, we've, uh, we've gone to funerals, uh, in recent times. And I see people there who have been bitter enemies during lifetime. I mean, they literally hated each other and, you know, but they're all at the funeral. Uh, and, you know, they're all acting sad stuff. Usually they're to drink a lot of wine and eat a lot of food because they, God knows that they're like a huge banquet that goes with these, you know. Free food to Italians like money. <laughs> That's and, true. And then well, there you're gossip about how it was cooked and who cooked it. And uh, I wouldn't eat that dog food. You know, they're just terrible. I <laughs> <laughs> with that. That's my uh, well, there you have it, folks, your Italian-American phrases, words that mean something totally different to us if you're Italian-American than they do to normal people. Well, Mark's here. We're back here with one, you know, more segment of the West Coast Italian radio show uh, for this week. Um, it's time to do Italian events. You know, we got some great Italian events that are happening all over the uh, western United States here. Uh, mm -hmm. that we need to tell people about, okay? So these are kind of the major ones. You may have additional events in each of your areas, so make sure you check with your local Italian organizations. But we're going to kind of hit some of the biggies here that are coming up over the next few months. So the first one, this kind of sounds like a cool one here, Marcia. On um, Sunday, June 6th, there is the 100th Statuto Race. Mm -hmm. You may ask, what is the Statuto race? I don't exactly know what a Statuto race is. But uh, it takes place at the San Francisco Italian Athletic Club uh, in downtown San Francisco, California. And it is a great event. It sounds like this. We, we need to find out more about what a Statuto race is. But it's put on uh, in conjunction with a Make-A-Wish of the Greater Bay Area, you know, Make-A-Wish Foundation for the Greater Bay Area, is the charity partner, and it basically helps children who have critical illnesses, you know, gives them their wishes. So what a great right. cause that is, and we really need to contact those people. We'll find out more about that to let you know in future shows, okay? Now we're going to move kind of off toward the latter end of the summer, so we're just going to give you a couple of these to save the dates on, and as we get closer to these events, we'll tell you more about them. Right. Saturday, August 21st through Sunday, August 22nd, you have the San Jose Italian Family Festa uh, on September 10th through September 14th. We have the Festa Italiana Fisherman's Festival. That's down in Monterey, California. Always a great time down there. Very, very active Italian people down in Monterey, California. Uh, we interact with them a lot. Wonderful folks. Then we move back up to the northwest. We have September 10th through 12th, the San Gennaro Festival in Seattle, and then just following that, the end of the month, September 24th to 26th, the big 
Festa Italiana in Seattle, one of the biggest Italian festivals on the West Coast there. They've gone on for uh, 35 years, I think, right around there. Wonderful, wonderful festival. Uh, a couple more to leave you with here, folks. October 2nd and 3rd, the Los Angeles Italian Festival down in Hollywood and Highland. Always a great, great day with our Italian friends in L.A. down there. They do a wonderful, wonderful festival. And last but not least, a great festival that we kind of end the festival season with. In Reno, Nevada, the El Dorado Hotel does a great Italian festival down there. That takes place October 9th and October 10th. Make sure you check out all these festivals uh, you know, travel to them if they're in your areas. I mean, travel to them if they're not in your areas. And, of course, you can also check with all your local Italian organizations for all the other wonderful Italian events going on in and throughout your community. So, you know, Marcia, that's pretty much is our show for the week. We want to remind everybody, we got a great after-hours show. You guys like this show, you're going to love our after-hours show. Okay, because this show, you know, and we love working with ABC, absolutely. But, you know, the FCC only allows us to say certain things on the air if you catch my drift. And, of course, we're very Italian. I'm from, from the East Coast. She's from Italy. So we like to call things the way we see them and, you know, not mince words. And we got some wonderful topics, some wonderful guests. Make sure you go to our website, WCIR.biz. There's a link there for the After Hours show. Got to be 18 or over, but you're going to have a lot of fun. Subscribe to it. It's a, just a hoot. It's a blast, and you're going to have a wonderful time listening to it. And, of course, you can hear this show all week long. Share it, please, with all your friends, with all of your family, anywhere in the world. You can always get our show 24-7, uh, the show right here from ABC. It's available on our website. If you go to WCIR.biz, there's a little link at the top of the page here. You click. That gives you all of our shows, uh, both this week's show, any of our past shows, everything in archives for the last six years. So make sure you share that with all your friends because we uh, we absolutely love our listeners and love getting feedback from you. And, you know, remember, we uh, you're listening to us, the WCIR West Coast Italian Radio Network. We're on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network, broadcasting at KMET 1190 AM from Palm Springs, with affiliate stations picking us up all over the USA. We love all of you. We love all of our affiliate stations. God bless you all. We'll be back next week with a brand new show. And ciao a tutti. A salute. A little Dean Martin song for you. Ciao, ciao, bambina. Ciao. The rain is falling. Once more I kiss you And thank goodbye Our love was just like A fairy story Oh my But all its glory Must pass us by Bye-bye Our raindrops trembling Upon your face, dear Or are they for the love we knew Ciao, ciao, bambina Ciao My heart is falling 